Rock 102, Springfield's Clash of Rock. It's 534 and the Rolling Stones with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it is going to be uh, today. Um, I don't know. I don't have a weather forecast in front of me. Does it really matter? It's supposed to be sunny this morning and then crappy this afternoon. Oh, there you go. See, that's... Why couldn't I have gotten that information? I don't know. You've been here for hours. <laughs> Uh, listen, another chance for you to win $1,000. The keyword for cash will announce the next one after 8 o'clock. Make sure you're listening for that because we're only yeah. going to announce it a couple of times throughout the day. Uh, yeah, and then uh, and then lots of other stuff this morning. I think we're going to do MIVA. That's a good bet. Yeah. That's a real good bet. So there's that and other stuff, too. The Bax and Nagel at Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 552. And Don Henley with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be uh, sunny this morning, then a little bit crappy later on this afternoon with a high of 58. Uh, tomorrow, uh, sunny with a high of 62. It's 34 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Well, I don't think uh, yesterday was a good day to be a TV news anchor. Yeah, it's a bad news day for news. Yeah, huge cable news shakeup yesterday with Fox News getting rid of Tucker Carlson and CNN letting Don Lemon go. Tucker's firing was the bigger shock uh, since he was the big moneymaker at Fox, and he obviously had no idea it was coming because when he signed off on Friday, he told his viewers, I'll see you again on Monday. <laughs> you know, that that's like one of those things you, you, you do say in this business. Like, you never know when you're going to be uh, taken out of the hot seat. Well, I mean, uh, there's, there would have been no reason to think that uh, Don Lemon would be out of a job. No. No, not at all. Well, actually, Don Lemon, I could see because he wasn't getting any ratings. But Tucker Carlson, that's a pretty surprising thing because that is, he was the moneymaker. He was the one bringing in all the viewers for them. Don Lemon's ratings were like in the tank. Yeah, but you know, um, the thing about Tucker Carlson is, um, and I don't, I don't mean to make this sound uh, worse than it is, there's a chance he's a douchebag. Well, there's a good chance he, he is a, a douchebag. I don't, I don't know Mr. Carlson personally. Um, but you you gotta have at least good reason to get rid of your your top player. Yeah, no, I get you know? that. I get that. But you know, Hannity is still their real, really their top player. Uh, until a permanent replacement is found, a rotating slate of guest hosts will occupy the 8 p.m. slot. Last night, Brian Kilmeade was behind the desk, and the show was renamed Fox News Tonight. He uh, he he's not likable. He's got Kill a me? yeah. He's no. got a very very punchable face. I've uh, I've actually met him, and yeah. you know what? what? You're right about that. He's got a very punchable yeah, face. Like, like you just want to ball up your fist or grab like a sock full of uh, bars of soap. He looks like he would act that way too. Yeah, no, he yeah. totally deserves it. Yeah, he totally has earned it. He's oh, worked hard for it. You're you're going for the uh, full metal jacket approach with the soap bars? Yes, <laughs> I find that to be effective. Uh, no official word on why Tucker was let go, but sources say Rupert Murdoch himself made the call. It would be an understatement to say that's uh, that's a lot been going on at Fox these days. 
They just agreed to pay Dominion Voting System $787 million to avoid a defamation trial. And there's still one more to go. At which Tucker and other hosts would be confronted with texts proving that they knew they were peddling BS without uh, about election interference. But there's also a discrimination lawsuit pending against former Fox producer Abby Grossberg, who claims she was bullied and subjected to anti-Semitic comments while working on his show. Tucker has been criticized for promoting a conspiracy theory about Ray Epps, a January 6th rioter who who did not actually enter the Capitol building. Tucker has been uh, saying these things, uh, that Epps was an FBI plant who was there to rile up Trump supporters. Because of that, Epps has been getting death threats. Hmm. Uh, So basically, if you're looking for a reason why, you can pick from many of them. (laughs) Moving on to Don Lemon, Don said he was stunned to find out yesterday that he was being let go. What? The lowest-rated cable television show, and you're canceling me? You, you mean a guy who's worked very hard to obliterate his entire journalistic integrity has a is surprised? Well, in addition to his ratings not being great, uh, Lemon has been involved in several controversies lately. See, here's the thing: I don't know the controversies Don Lemon has been in. Nor Don, do I really pay attention to the one that Tucker Carlson is well, in. Well, he's he's the tree that falls <laughs> in the woods. That nobody hears. Yeah. Well, somebody heard him because he said some things about women lately, like uh, when he said professional female soccers shouldn't be paid as much as the men because they're not as interesting to watch. Or when he suggested that women are no longer in their prime after their 20s or 30s. And uh, Variety ran a piece earlier this month about Don's misogyny and a diva-like behavior behind the scenes. Yeah. That's a good way to get yourself canned. Yeah. There's been videos of him for years like... uh, where you're talking about that baiting stuff, the race baiting stuff. Oh, yeah. He was on camera. This was going back. This was going back years ago. But there was video of him on the side, like, kind of prompting this guy to, no, 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 like, you know, <laughs> tell us the real. Yeah, admit some things you're not willing to admit on my show. Uh, and I can't, it was, it was one of the big events, and I can't <laughs> remember which one it was. Well, either way. Hey, here's the thing. They still have more money than I do. Both yeah, of them. But you've yeah. got more earning potential than, say, like a Tucker Carlson who's been you know, fired without any kind of severance. I'm pretty sure Tucker Carlson is going to be just fine on his own. He's, it's, they all go off and do their own televisions, and, and you'll get an audience for that. Bill O'Reilly's been doing it for years. Yeah, he has. And Bill O'Reilly, by the way, I saw a clip of him last night. He's getting up there. Oh yeah, he's I right. haven't seen I haven't seen him like actually on camera like live in a, a few years, and to watch him, he's just getting that old man. The stone, <laughs> there's a no spin zone here, only because my equilibrium will get thrown off. It's called vertigo. Yeah, you throw him and Biden in a in a in, a, in an interview together. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Put him in like one of them yeah. centrifuge uh, type of uh, you you. Amusement park rides. Yeah. All right, Joe Biden. What happened to Mary Joe Kopechny? Where were you that night? That wasn't me, damn it. Is is Joe Biden too old to run again? That wasn't me. I was on a swift boat, damn it, running through the woods of <laughs> Vietnam. We'll do it live. Uh-huh. Nicholas Cage didn't file for bankruptcy when he was $6 million in debt. He just kept working until he could pay it all back. I guess he'd be working for the rest of his life. <laughs> and he says, quote, even if the movie uh, ultimately is crummy, they know I'm not phoning it in, that I care every single time. 
Well, that's nice to know. That, that is. is nice to know. Ryan Reynolds made a dying Wrexham's fan wish come true by meeting him, uh, meeting with him and his family last Saturday's game. He also uh, signed a Deadpool glove and invited them to see visit the set of Deadpool 3. How exciting. He's a nice guy. I'd like to meet him. Ryan Reynolds? Yeah, he sounds like a he seems like a cool guy. But is he one of those people that you think he's cool until you actually meet him and then he's like the biggest jerk on the face of the planet? Yeah, like kind of like uh like like Matt Damon looked like he'd be fun to hang out with for about a few hours. Or like me, I look like I'm fun to hang out with, but mm, uh, you kind of come know. across a little yeah, I, do, uh, I do come across like I want to kick somebody's ass, don't I? Yeah, you yeah, like you know, yeah. potentially violent. I mean, I, you're not. You're a big soft oh. Ball of mush. Listen, uh, you want to see me get violent? You give me an edible and a bag of Cheetos. That thing will be destroyed <laughs> by the end of the hour. And Kim Kardashian was spotted at a Lakers game. Really? Really? Right on the floor, right? Yeah. What's that something to say? Oh, my God. The last time I had seats on the floor was when Ray J shoved his aardvark's nose through the Carolina mud flap and made doo-doo yum-yum gum in that sex tape you could purchase on Newport for $39.95. <laughs> That was a lot, wasn't that it? Was an, yeah. It was a lot. Yeah. Uh, Caitlin? I never got that down and dirty with her mother, Chris Kim, but uh, I once gave her the old cooter hook <laughs> right into the pork wallet. What are, you, what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is she was slurping the gherkin with a standing blovation. Ah, oh, yeah. Of course. Ovation. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood trash and rock want to do. I. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, with Scott's four-step, four easy steps to an awesome lawn. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, let me just start by saying that despite the Green Bay Packers trading quarterback Aaron Rodgers to the New York Jets yesterday, I am not in need of a wellness check. I'm not going to need any smelling salts to revive me back into consciousness, nor do I have any intention of making any drastic moves or causing any self-harm in any way. Why? Because I've had more than a full month to process this debacle, and in my opinion, the Packers are getting a deal. Now you might say, Maxie, are you on the pipe? Aaron Rodgers is a four-time MVP, a Super Bowl champion, a 10-time Pro Bowl selection, and an easy first ballot Hall of Famer. Are you really okay with this? To which I would say, yeah, I'm okay with this. Here's why. In this trade, the Packers will be getting the Jets' first-round draft pick, the number 13th overall. They'll also be getting a second-round pick at number 42, as well as the Jets' sixth-round pick at number 207. They'll also be getting a conditional second-round pick for next season, and that pick can become a first-rounder if Rodgers takes at least 65% of the Jets' offensive snaps this coming season. In exchange, the Jets will be getting an aging 40-year-old quarterback. Of course, they're also getting the Packers' first-round pick at number 15, a drop at what they had at 13, and the pick in a fifth round at number 207. Folks, unless you're Tom Brady, most people do not play football over the age of 40. Why? Because they can't. And when they do, it's not always good. Is Aaron Rodgers great? He sure used to be. Is he going to help the Jets win their first Super Bowl since 1968? Let me put it to you this way. Aaron Rodgers hasn't won a Super Bowl in 13 years. That was back when he was just 26. Blasting out conditional draft picks and first rounders for a guy who was literally at the end of his career is risky and possibly stupid, which is exactly the sort of thing that one might expect from the New York Jets. On paper, this looks like a pretty good deal for those guys, but only if that paper were put together 10 years ago. Today, you have an overly sensitive old man going into the most relentless media market in the world to prove himself. 
Look, I love me some Aaron Rodgers, but good luck with all of that. But hey, of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Look at your lawn. It's hurting, isn't it? Jeremy to the rescue. Jeremy is the lawn care specialist of the South Hadley Rockies. Ask Jeremy about Scott's four-step or anything else. Good people like Jeremy and rock-solid service at every Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rocky. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 612 in the cars with Bax and Dangle and Rock 102. Uh, it's going to be sunny to start this morning and then uh, cloudy uh, throughout the rest of the day. Could see a spot of shower or two with a high of 58 tomorrow. Sunny with a high of 61. It's 34 right now in downtown Springfield. We're going to tell you uh, all about the keyword to cash uh, in just a little while. Your chance of winning $1,000 uh, right here from Rock 102. Uh, I am the worst person when it yes, comes to Yes, you are. I agree. And that's it. That's all I had to say. Okay, good. All right. Uh, um, we can move on to the next <laughs> Comedian Greg Warren coming up later on yeah, today. there you go. Uh, but I'm the worst person when it comes to remembering people's names. Oh, I, I don't know if you're the worst. I can remember faces, and I can remember meeting you at some point, but then I don't remember your name. And some people either get really insulted, or some people go, oh, you must meet people all the time. It's okay uh. if you don't remember me. Dude, it happens to me all the time, all the damn time. And it's like, you know, people, you know, I, I because we are such enormous, beloved celebrities, yeah, I don't uh, you know, when people meet us, it's like a life changing kind of thing where they never, ever forget it. But for me, it's like, uh, I, I don't want to mean to insult any of you little people, but uh, I don't always remember everybody. So when someone yeah. says, hey, remember me, 1995, I'm like, oh, dude, I, I sorry, I don't. No, see, I'll be, uh, what I do is if I meet somebody out and I don't know who they are, but I know you know them, Yeah, I'll find, I'll, I'll take a picture of them and I'll send them to you and I say, hey, is this this guy? And you'll say, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's that guy. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's happened, uh, that happened a couple of months ago. You know what I do? And this works almost every time. Uh, let's say I'm, uh, I'm out with my wife mm-hmm. and someone comes up to me and, say, and starts talking to me like I know them. Okay, yeah. I always do the. Have you met my wife Jenny? And Jenny says, "How you doing? I'm Jenny." Mm-hmm. And then they say their name out of yeah. courtesy. It's like yeah, you know, we've got this little yeah. understanding that that's the way. That's me telling my wife I don't remember this person's name, uh, and it works every time. Right, but that doesn't. You have to have that support. If you but don't it, have that support, then you don't. You you're not going to be able to pull that off but if 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 i had to go with like ted the intern ted have yeah. you have you met ted the intern oh you know, right i'll do it with anybody anybody yeah. who's near me that i do I, know i don't know if you want to let people meet ted the intern no but, not probably not yeah. but uh but yeah that, that that is a good way to do it someone recently asked this question online uh, uh how do i ask this girl i've known for months if her name is aubrey or audrey like th- that's a that's another one too that happened that used to happen here a lot. Yes. Because they would bring in new employees upstairs to the office. Mm-hmm. Remember that one guy? He worked here for almost two years. And then uh somebody mentioned somebody said, Oh, well, you know, uh I don't know if he went out on sick leave or something, and he goes, Anthony went out on sick leave, and I'm like, Who's Anthony? <laughs> and they're like you know, the guy that sits in that thing, and I'm like, yeah. that was his name? Yeah. I didn't know. And then he was gone, and he didn't work here anymore. I, I so, know. 
uh, you know, that happens. Well, he was a quiet guy. It wasn't uh, like uh, he yeah, was but, out there. He was friendly, you know, but I, I also pinned that on the on the uh, on the management at the time that was that was uh, in control of uh, of this place, that administration, if you will, right? Uh, who wouldn't really kind of introduce anybody to anybody. There might have been an email, which wasn't really yeah. a. But oftentimes there were never emails. Like before, we were really using yeah. emails a lot. You know, a, a new hire would come around, yeah. and, and you had to almost do it yourself, like right. to, to introduce who you were. Like, you know, so we we're on the air. Okay, it's kind of an important show for the radio station, yeah. and people would get hired and never introduced to us. And right. we're like, well, don't you want to bring them down and say this? You know, meet our new salesperson. This is Joe. Yeah. Oh, hi, Joe. We're Bax and Nagel. That yeah. you, you would never get that, right? I, I, I label uh, the road crew because uh, I don't remember. I never remember their names. Like, like I've heard them. Yeah. So I, I don't know which one is which sometimes. So I just, like, the other day I'm at the I'm at the Bacon Fest, and I'm like, oh, it's bearded glasses guy. And then it's a tall, <laughs> seemingly responsible guy, but questionable. Yep. yep. And, then, uh, and then Ted. And then Ted. <laughs> and then Ted. See, okay, so uh, the guy with the glasses yeah. and the beard, that's Zach. Right. Okay. And the and the tall guy who seems responsible yeah. is Alan. Alan, that's Alan. what it was. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They must Alan's feel a so. Good, Alan's been working with us for ten years. I know, but it, I always have to be reminded what his first name is because I, I was like, is that Alan or? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let me get how about this. You ever been in a conversation with people upstairs and they talk about like someone who's been on the who was on the road crew like you know fifteen years ago? Yeah. Oh, remember uh, Jane on yeah. the road crew? Yeah, yeah. No. Ooh, so many road crew members. I I we'd don't. We'd, we'd have to see a pictures. <laughs> and then we wouldn't remember either. Because that's another thing. Like, you, yeah. you see it like old promotional pictures. You're like, who's that? Which one? When was that? Who well, worked I, I know. It's, you know, there have been so many people that come out in and out of this place over the years that, you know, that I have met people that used to work here, but I do not recall ever meeting. And, and then that's. 28 years yeah. of former employees and we've gone through like nine different staffs yeah. over the years there's a is is it like is it just showing a lack of interest in wanting to know somebody's no, name no i don't i don't think it's a matter of interest because i think deep down you would like to be able to remember everybody's name yeah. but you're introduced to so many people that it's hard to remember everybody so they're giving you some tips here maybe you could add, so in this particular situation where he doesn't know if the girl's name is aubrey or audrey Maybe uh, you could ask someone who else might know her, or get sneaky and find something with their name on it. But then you look like a creep when that uh, when yeah, that happens. You do snooping around. You forget someone's name, but you should know it, so you're afraid to ask. Just out of the blue, ask them, "What? Wait, what's your name again?" And when they say, "Uh," well, they use Dave as an example here. Well, actually, this is actually pretty accurate. When they say um, Dave, yeah, yeah, I know that, but I mean your full name. And he's like Dave Smith, and you're like, "That's right, I know it was Dave Smith." It's a good, good yeah, tactic, I guess. It, that doesn't work everywhere. It though. doesn't because I think in in some ways you insult Dave Smith. Yeah. Because I think you know Dave Smith is thinking, "I've been I've known this guy for years. How does yeah. he not know my name? Is there something wrong with me? Yeah. Is there something wrong with him?" See, that's a, we're in a position where a lot more people know us than we know them. You know? Oh yeah. So when when somebody says, "Hey." Uh, uh, Remember, Remember me? me? I, I want a car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody Fifth, who yeah. twenty six years ago. Somebody who won tickets to the old Deerfield Craft Fair back in two thousand, uh, <laughs> back in aught seven. 
Yeah, back in aught seven, I won uh, tickets to the Deerfield Craft Fair. You took my information. You asked me what my phone number and address you, was. You, you don't remember? And then you never came over for yeah, some reason. It was the most life-changing thing that's ever happened to me, yeah. and you don't recall what happened? But, uh, and it's, it's I don't know, I think it, it gets worse as you get older, too, because you're, is again, I think it's a lack of interest thing. Like, you're not really, ah, do I really want to remember that person's name? See, now for me, I it's, it's weird. I can remember... Some people without a problem, mm-hmm. even people who like are on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, for whatever reason, I, the, the name and the face. Because you see them connected. all the time. Yeah. Yes and no. And then if I, if I actually see them out somewhere, yeah. I'll say, oh, that's, that's that person. Isn't and that, here's their name. Isn't that weird? And for like the first time seeing somebody that you've only seen on social media for years. Yeah. And you finally meet the. Uh, some of these people in public, yeah, and you're like, oh, wow. I... You mean your face is not always turned into a duck face? Yeah. How, How come unusual? you don't say LOL as much in person? <laughs> you know, where, where are all where, your where, your normal emojis yeah, all over the place? Yeah, where's your likes? Where's your, what? this is so weird. What a weird setting. But it, but it's weird how, like, you know, some people you can attach the name and the face, yeah. and then some people you just don't. I, I don't know what the difference is between, you know, one person or another. But it happens, and it does happen as you get older. But I also think you're inundated with so much information all the time mm-hmm. with, with people and names and, and places that it's just your brain can only regurgitate so much information correctly. Right. I don't think, I don't think our brains are designed no. to have 5,000 friends. Uh, you have 5,000 friends? Well, I mean, not close friends, but yeah. yeah. I always, uh, I always uh, watch the counter sometimes. On the on the friend thing, if I uh, say uh, an opinion uh, that comes out, I, I'll see I'll see people like defriend me overnight. Yeah, for 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 speaking my words. See, I I changed my page to be kind of like more of like a professional thing now. Why you're not professional? Uh, yeah, professional enough. So now I don't really deal with friends as I do with followers. Oh, so now I have a lot more followers than I actually have friends. Do you really want that? It's easier to manage, Is frankly. It? Yeah. 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 I mean, I still got loads of friend requests of people I uh, am never going to accept. But yeah, you know, with the followers thing, it's uh, hands off. So what is the followers thing only shows like whatever you share publicly? Is that what it is? And then your friends? St- I don't see this is the I don't, thing I don't, this whole I don't like know how, social media. I don't thing. know how I don't, this thing works. Yeah, I I don't get it either. Yeah, the Hawkman is asking if I remember him. No, I don't. No, I have no idea who you are. You know how many people? You know I've been quad- to your house, but I don't even know who you are. Do you ha- know how many quadriplegics we <laughs> talk to from where? All of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe they just act like they're quadriplegic. <laughs> I'm not sure. It's 6:23 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's just about 6:26 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it is uh, going to be sunny to start, then uh, cloudy later on the rest of the day with a spotty shower possible uh, with a high of 59. It's uh, 45 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, comedian Greg Warren is going to be coming to the Roar Comedy Club at MGM yeah. on uh, May 19th and 20th. He's going to be on our show uh, today around 8.45, 8.50 today. Sweet. There you go. You ready to laugh? I am. All right. It's Bax and Nagel's Joke of the Day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh. Springfield's <laughs> Classic Rock. You know, I saw a dwarf climbing down a prison wall. Really? 
It was a little condescending. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> condescending. So offensive. Oh, oh, that's not <laughs> really. It's, a, it's just a description. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Bax and Nagel and... 820, excuse me, 629 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it is brought to you by Aquapump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well for the pump and into the house. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, hey, the Eastfield Mall redevelopment special permit has been approved. Yeah! Yeah! Bye-bye, Orange Julius. There hasn't been an orange Julius in there in 30 years. Well, I thought it was, uh, wasn't the Dairy Queen still open? No, I don't believe so. Tigers? You know, uh, what's so great about this is, you know, here they are planning and knocking down a long-standing, historically relevant shopping center so that they could replace it with a brand new shopping center. Well, uh, you know, it's going to have an anchor store. That's what they had before yeah. they decided to shut it down. You never really call them anchor stores when they're so like financially unstable these days that you really don't know if they're. It's really more like a floating anchor. Yeah, uh, Bed Bath and Beyond is uh, yeah. filing for bankruptcy. Uh, like there's four targets around the country that are tor- being uh, torn down. I was really surprised that Bed Bath and Beyond went bankrupt. That sounds like poor financial management. It's it's home decor. You know like, what it was what. I think it was all those 5% uh, coupons that they were sending in the mail. Yeah, well, you know what? Those are no good anymore. I, just, I know. I just read that this morning, and now you're going to make me uh, you make me go to that? Uh, well, I don't know. I don't I'm not making you do anything, because uh, it's Eastfield Mall that's really important. Here. Yeah. Uh, Monday night, the council approved a special permit for Onyx Springfield Crossing to redevelop the property at 1655 Boston Road. Onyx, which is based in Needham. Plans to build a more contemporary retail and commercial development at the site. In a statement to uh, 22 News, uh, City Council President Jesse uh, Letterman said they will continue to monitor the project as it moves through the the permitting and construction process. He added that it is important that the city assist the mall's uh, existing tenants. Uh, Redevelopment of the Eastfield Mall into a more modern retail setting is essential to the long-term economic vitality of the Boston Road Corridor and the City of Springfield. It is also essential that the City of Springfield support existing small businesses at this location that wish to continue to do business in Springfield by providing financial and uh, technical relocation assistance. You know what my question is? What? Let me ask you this. What's longer? Uh, the line to get tested for COVID uh, back in the early part of the pandemic or the line at the new Chick-fil-A on Boston Road? Probably the line for the new Chick-fil-A I think Boston so, too. Road, yeah. Yeah. Again, Chick-fil-A? Ugh. I didn't go to, uh, I didn't try any, uh, like, southern uh, fast food places when this time when I went down. You didn't? You know, here- Southern fast food or just southern food? Well, uh, like a fast food restaurant that's southern, like a Zaxby's or, Uh or, or, you know, that's like another chicken place. That's actually pretty good. Zaxby's? Zaxby's. But they have a labor shortage, so, so there's nobody to run these restaurants. We got off the plane on Sunday in uh, last Sunday in Savannah, and uh, of course, the, you know, my kids are always hungry; they always want something. And uh, we went to a Wendy's, right? So we pull up to the Wendy's. It's like right near the airport, noontime on a Sunday, mm-hmm. and we walk into this particular Wendy's, and uh, the lady says, uh, "Mobile ordering only," and I'm like, "What? You can only order on the mobile app." I'm like, "What? Okay." And then she's locking the door. 
they don't have enough people to keep the place running, so they only have the kitchen, like the bare bones kitchen staff, to serve the food. Who's operating the soft, the uh, the frosty machine? Uh, well, there's what uh, I Betty, uh, who was the manager there, was not only operating the frosty machine; she was also the one in charge of locking the door. So then I, I said. You know what? Let's go down the street and see if there's something else there because uh-huh. this seems. I don't. I'm already tired. I've I've been up since two o'clock in the morning. I don't want to. You know, it's noon time. It's all. You know, I don't want. I want to go to my hotel and I want to go take a nap. That's right. all I want to do. But we're also hungry. So let's uh, let's go over down the street a little bit. We go to a Taco Bell. You go to Taco Bell. They're open. And you can walk in there, but you right. can't sit down in there. All the chairs are up on the table. This is new, like twelve. 12- 30 on a, on a Sunday afternoon. It's ridiculous. And uh, we had to go sit outside. To, what a sad, I mean, it sad, was a nice day, but still. What, it a was sad, just like, what a sad way to eat your Taco Bell. It is a sad way to eat the Taco Bell. Now, I'm not a, I'm not a big uh, fast food guy. I'm really, really not. But uh, but last week, last week or the week before, we were at, we were driving on the pike heading west yeah. to, to, to go back home. And uh, the huge backup by the Auburn Mall. Mm-hmm. So and, and like the, apparently like three accidents on okay. the on the pike. So we got off the highway because we both had to use the bathroom really yeah. really bad. You know how that goes? Like you're stuck in yeah, traffic yeah, and you yeah. really got to go. We get off the highway and we go around and uh, the we go to uh, the bathroom at an Arby's in Auburn. Okay, mm-hmm. so we both go come out of the bathroom. Wash, hands are washed and we both say. Hey, I know, uh, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but uh, I'm kind of hungry. We're here at an Arby's. Uh, They didn't have a labor shortage. What they had was an ability deficit where you had like like nine to ten high school kids putting together these roast beef sandwiches and curly fries just standing around like they were, you know, Union workers for the DPW. Right. Like one guy's working and everyone else is standing around watching him do it. While staring at that uh, beef and cheddar sandwich. Yeah. Like like some guy is like, uh, you're refilling the horsey sauce dispenser. Mm-hmm. And that was that was it. And I was like, uh, uh, make a long story short, it was a very regrettable decision to actually eat there. Yeah, you don't want to eat. Uh, I, you know, listen, uh, I I would have been better off at the, at the Wendy's with... Mobile ordering only. I uh, I had an Arby's last year because uh, it was suggested that I eat one. So I had one. What kind of cruel and sadistic bastard made you go to Arby's to eat? You know what? Sometimes uh, love is blind, Bax, and you just do things that you <laughs> think you're are, is right for you. I see. And then uh, it, it wasn't like, you know, that's the thing. It's like, okay, it looks appetizing. You look at the picture and you're like, "Oh wow, that looks good. It's yeah. roast beef." But then you bite into it and it tastes like ham. It's not like it's not beef. It doesn't taste like beef at all. It tastes like filler meat. Now, and that's exactly what it is. Guys like us, dudes with girth, you know, uh you go there and think, "Well, I, I don't want the small roast beef. I want that half pound thing that looks like yeah. it's yeah, you know, like that it's stacked. Stacked up to the top. Yeah, and and then you eat it and say, that was an $11.75 sandwich. You know, that's the other thing. Like like the prices of the sandwiches. Yeah. They're almost like eight bucks if you want like a like a quarter pounder or something. You go to McDonald's or whatever. It's, it's ridiculous how much this stuff costs. I don't know. 
I don't know. It was all so regrettable. The Holyoke Police Department is needing the public's help in locating the owner and operator of a black Alfa Romeo. According to the Holyoke Police Department, it was last seen on Main Street at about 1.25 p.m. Monday. It was involved in a minor accident. Uh, police add that the operator left the scene, but uh, his right passenger, but left, he left the accident scene, but left his right passenger side mirror. Oh, that's your, like your calling card. <laughs> that's a clue. I'm a, I'm a hit and runnest. Yeah. I like to hit people and then runneth. If you have any information on the vehicle that's on their Facebook page, you're asked to call the uh, the detective bureau. I was watching, I was seeing this thing about, uh, now I want to see if I can't find it now. Oh, yeah, the, in West Springfield. It, things that, like, I never knew what they were, and now I know what this is. The major redevelopment project uh, could be in the works for a decommissioned power plant in West Springfield. Uh, Mayor Will Warikelt says he wants to redevelop the power plant located at the Memorial Bridge Rotary. You know the one behind Bob? I sure do. I didn't know that was a power plant. I thought that was like a like an incinerator. Or no, I, I don't know how you could not have known that was a power plant. There's no sign outside that says this is a power plant. You don't remember the old sign from the uh, the 80s that said, welcome to our beautiful power plant? No. Mm, well. It didn't have a sign out there that said that. <laughs> yes, um, it's the power plant. Yeah, I thought it was like a, one of them like uh, places that makes chemicals or burns something. I don't know, because you had the big smoke smokestacks up there. Anyway, uh, Reichelt said at one point the plant was the largest taxpayer in town, and since it was decommissioned, it has neg- negatively affected the town's tax base. He noted that the owners are working with the state to redevelop the site. It's something that really benefits the whole city. It benefits them and uh, what they can do, but it also benefits the community as a whole, Reichelt added, saying, I'll keep saying it again, to bring the taxes back up to what it used to be to help lessen the burden on the rest of the taxpayers in town. He says a feasibility test will be conducted, and from there, the town will hold public forums. So there's no, like, idea of what you want to do there. No, they just know they want to do something. Although I read uh, something that they want to turn it into, like, a uh, solar park, like a solar farm. Isn't that where the, uh, the solar park, isn't that up in Worcester? Uh, no, 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 no. Steve, you're thinking of Polar Park. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I think they want to, I don't know if they're going to tear the building down, but because, you know, what do you do? What do you do with a, with a old power plant? You don't, you know, can you turn it into like housing or a a mall? A brewery. They turn everything else into a brewery, all these old buildings and stuff. You know what I would like to see? Uh, Chocolate factory. Like Willy Wonka type chocolate. Well, it kind of does have that smokestack on it that you could paint. Smokestacks, everlasting gobstoppers. uh, Fizzy lifting drinks. Fizzy lifting drinks, Oompa Loompas. I would love to see that in West Springfield. I think you can see all those things in West Springfield, especially in that area of town. I think you can. Yeah. I think they're all collecting (laughs) money at the Rotary. Please help me. I'm an unemployed candy factory worker. Mom, who is that orange man with the green hair and the funny pants? Uh, that's an Oompa Loompa, honey. He escaped from that factory years ago under the harsh working conditions we all fought so hard for with the union. <laughs> you know, our yeah. union representative, uh, Augustus Gloop. Yeah, and then the union turned around and screwed us all, and now we're all unemployed. We're just running around the city of West Springfield. Just got a bunch of Oompa Loompas yeah. walking around. We'll, yeah. you know, we'll make chocolate for food. Run, Charlie. Run all the way to the big slide, and don't stop until you get your free McDonald's French fry coupon at the end. <laughs> 
Uh, here's some sad news that happened in my time. I, I was uh, I, I kind of came into the into back into town late in the weekend. I guess mm-hmm. uh, organizers of the Westfield River Wild Water Races plan to pay tr- tribute next year to a competitor who suffered a medical emergency this past Saturday and passed away. A 72-year-old man who has not been identified, one of the 290 competitors in this year's race, was stricken while canoeing, according to a statement from Edward Hamill, the uh, race chairman. Hamill said the man's life ended all too soon while participating in something that he enjoyed doing by canoeing on the river. The man received immediate medical attention from two off-duty firefighters from East Longmeadow who were paddling behind the victim. They came to his aid when they said he began to show signs of distress. According to the statement released by the Russell Montgomery Police Department, officers worked with first local responders to locate the man while he was being treated by the off-duty firefighters. The first responders said it was difficult due to terrain along the river's course to transport the man to further medical attention. That's the thing. There's not really, it's not, there's only certain places where you actually get a good view of what's going on there, but to actually access the river? Not that easy. You know. It's not that easy, but you know th- this thing was pretty pretty huge this year. They had this big party going on down at Strathmore Park. Mm-hmm. They had uh, you know it was, it was bigger than I've seen in 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 the years that they've done it previously. I think maybe COVID kind of you know brought that back a little bit more interest in the race because there was one year where there was like hardly anybody there. There wasn't that many participants. Yeah. That's happened to a lot. of Even the the Bacon and Brews was a huge crowd. Oh, it was packed in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, There was such a crummy day outside, too. Well, well, that's you know that's probably why people were in there. Like, well, you know what? You can't do anything else. Let's go to a bacon fest. But the, they were sold out. We were sold out uh, before the thing even happened. So, yeah, it was, was a good crowd there. Anyway, the uh, the man was taken to uh, Bay State Noble Hospital, where he was pronounced dead. In Helm's statement, he said there were no further details available to support the family's privacy concerns as they make the final arrangements. Attempts to reach Hamill for further comment were unsuccessful. It was. Uh, it's always. N- <laughs> It's always nice to see your 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 sleepy little town get busy for a weekend. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, wow, wow, there's cars coming down the street. I hadn't seen one of them in a long time. <laughs> yeah. If we had been thinking, maybe we should have charged $20 to park at this event. Yeah, maybe. Probably. $20, $50. $50 for a VIP spot. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you can park at the airfield over in Westfield. They'll take care of you. <laughs> A man in Arkansas was arrested last week for felony ear piercing because he pierced his teenage son's ear. And that's a felony? Yeah, I guess so. The kid showed up at school last Thursday with his left ear pierced. He told his friends that his dad got drunk, put him in a chokehold, and shoved the needle in his ear. A teacher overheard that and reported it to school officials. Okay, it's not about the ear piercing part. It's about how the ear piercing got done. Uh That's what alerted the teacher. It wasn't like... Oh, yeah, my dad pierced my ear over the weekend. I think that most people would just be like, okay, well, that's what you do in your house, I guess. But when you says, yeah, my dad got drunk, put me in a chokehold, and then shoved the needle up to my ear, that's when those mandated reporters need to get involved. And they did. The cops later showed up at the family's house where the father, Jeremy Sherlin, attempted or admitted to piercing his son's ear, but refused to let them ask any further questions or talk to his son. The police spoke to prosecutors, and they were told they could arrest Jeremy under laws in Arkansas on licensed body art on a person under 16. 
uh, and in an unlicensed facility. Is this one of these situ- one of these family situations where dad gets all cocked up and loaded and says, no son of mine is going to walk around this house without wearing appropriate accessories? See, that was the exact opposite <laughs> in my house. My brother, even when he was 18 years old, yes. went out to one of those. You know, That was the trend back in like 1989 yeah, was to get your ear pierced. Going to the piercing pagoda. Yeah. I'm going to show my dad who's a real man yeah, in this who's, house. Who's the real man here? And he comes home with his stupid little <laughs> diamond stud that he had in his earring. Or it wasn't even diamond. It was like a, it was some kind of fake. It was uh, it was supposed to be cool. Yeah, right. Right. And then uh, my he comes downstairs. I, I remember. I remember this. You ever like remember scenes like exactly how they they played out? <laughs> yes. I couldn't miss a detail of this. My brother, we're, we're in the basement cleaning the basement. We were like a, a family cleaning day in the basement, which okay. really was just my parents and myself because I was the youngest and didn't have the freedom to leave. My brother comes <laughs> down the stairs. And he's sitting there for like ten minutes, and I look over and I'm like, "Ah, oh, what is that?" And I would, I said something, yeah, uh, you know. Uh, and he's like, he's like, "What?" And then my dad looks over, he's like, "What the hell is that?" <laughs> you either get that out of your ear, or you get out of my GD house. <laughs> No son of mine's going to be wearing that. I'm not parading you around like that. <laughs> so that lasted about four days. Yeah, yeah, finally yeah, took it out, huh? finally took it out. Yeah, never got it back in. Oh, well, yeah, my dad was one of those, uh, he was one of those guys that would kind of shun you. Yeah. You, like, he, he, when I got my hair cut illegally in, uh, in, in eighth grade, he wouldn't go to eighth grade graduation with me because he didn't want to be seen with me. What kind of haircut was I, it? It was like one of those mushroom bowl cuts. <laughs> that was like the trend. It was like, you know, it was the it was the early 90s, man. Everybody, you know, was doing that shaved in the oh, back yeah. with the mushroom. Yeah. Now I wish I could do that. I can't do that anymore. <laughs> Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny no, to start. Nature did you a favor. <laughs> yeah, nature did me a huge favor. Uh, it's going to be sunny to start with a high of, uh, and then it's going to get cloudy later on with a chance of a spotty shower with a high of 58. <laughs> Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 62. It's 34 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Get fresh for playing golf today. No, I. Rock 102 wants to know what. Rock 102 Springfield's classic rock. I, what, what is what is that doing for me? Rock 102 right? wants to know why Bax can't figure <clears> out the new equipment yet. I, I believe me, I'm trying to figure it out, and uh, I'll uh, I'll get there at some point. Well, hey, hey, what's hey, happening? Hey, it's seven. It's uh, six fifty-two. It's uh, it's going to be uh, sunny to start, then some spotty showers later on today with the overcast. High of 58. Tomorrow, Sunday with a high of 62. It's 34 right now in downtown Springfield. Steve, you could be, well, not you, but like people who are listening to this uh, radio station, uh, could be one word away from winning $1,000. Weekdays, 8, 11, 2, and 5 o'clock. Listen for the $1,000 keyword to cash, and then enter that keyword at rock102.com before midnight for your chance to win 1000 bucks. Play every weekday to increase your chances of winning. It's your chance to put $1,000 into your pocket with the keyword to cash, powered by TextMeForTires.com, Kim Kehoe of uh, of the Nielsen team, Keller Williams, and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Sweet. There you go. Now, uh, comedian Greg Warren is going to be joining us around 845. He's coming to MGM and the Roar Comedy Club on the 19th and 20th of May, so that's something to look forward to. 
And, of course, we'll have that keyword after eight. Uh, Greg Warren, that was uh, the guy who sang Werewolves of London, right? No, 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 no. You're thinking of uh, Warren Zevon. No, no, no. You're thinking of that song by Elton John. No, 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 Steve. That's uh, that's Levon. You're thinking of the uh, the drummer for the band. Uh, Levon Hel- Helms? Helm. Helm? Levon Helm. I didn't know yeah. what that was. I, know, I only know Robbie Robinson. Just play along. Just play All right, Levon Leon Helm. No, no, no. Yeah. I don't even know who to I don't know where to go with that. You can't. You can't. Well, I mean, we probably could, but I mean, it's kind of beating a dead horse, I think. We've never beat a dead horse on this show ever before. <laughs> Speaking of which, the East Hampton School Committee <laughs> is meeting us tonight. You're gonna watch? Uh no, I got my my kids got a game, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna watch it. You do it on your phone. I don't really want to do that. What do you want to watch a kid's game? You yes. want to pay attention to yes, something that's I important? Support my children uh, while I, listen. It, you can get whatever you need to get on the minutes of the meeting anyway. So I, I would like to see the fireworks, though, between because uh, I'm reading this article right now that I haven't gotten through yet. But uh, Shannon Dunham, who was another school committee member who's resigning because of medical issues. Right. But is now did an interview with the Gazette. And I'm reading this article now. She's also saying it wasn't just because of my, you know, obviously you want to take some time off to, to have a surgery and recovery and all that other stuff. Right. But she also said the other reason is because of the way that we've handled this whole yeah, thing. You, you, you know? think? Um, so I'm, I'm still reading that, and uh, we'll see if we can dive into that a little bit later on. Yeah, this if I were on that uh, that committee, I'd be looking to get away from those dopes as, as fast as I could. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how it plays out and what the solution is going to be, and how quickly uh, Doctor Perone accepts the position when he becomes the top <laughs> candidate once again. Can you imagine if you're the third person on that list and you're like, uh, I don't want anybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're like you're going back through your social media, going, did I say ever anything <laughs> anywhere that might be misconstrued as a microaggression? You know, maybe I'll apply for a job at the new Chick-fil-A on Boston Road instead. Yeah. That seems like a safer position. I'm going to go work at Applebee's. They don't ask any questions over there. They just, here's an apron. The requirements are out the window yeah, at an yeah. Applebee's. Well, there you go. It's 6.56. Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. With Scott's four-step. Four easy steps to an awesome lawn. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, remember last year when the Boston Celtics found themselves in the NBA Finals for the first time in a dozen years? Boy, I sure do. And remember how they were being coached by Ime Udoka, who turned the entire franchise around after just one year in the job? I remember that, too. And do you remember how just a few short months, uh, a few months later, Ime found himself in a real pickle after he was suspended for an entire year after violating team policy for having an inappropriate sexual relationship with a female staffer? I remember that too. Well, guess what? Ime Udoka has just been hired to become the next head coach of the Houston Rockets. Now, frankly, I can't think of a better guy to lead an atrocious abomination like the Houston Rockets back to their rightful place in the Western Conference than Ime Udoka. 
Of course, if I were a woman working for the Houston Rockets organization, I might have some rather strong concerns. After all, he may Adoka found himself found a way to blow up his entire career and create a hostile work environment in less than 12 months on the job with Boston. Do you have any idea how belligerent and irresponsible a guy has to be to get suspended three and a half months after taking the Celtics to the NBA Finals for the first time in 12 years for carrying on with someone in the office while your fiance, actress Nia Long, was waiting for you at home? If I were a woman working for the Houston Rockets, I'd be blasting out resumes faster than you can say Hakeem Olajuwon. Sure, he may can coach, but he, can he keep his business in his pants long enough to make a damn bit of difference in Houston? No disrespect, but if the guy couldn't behave himself in Boston, considering what he accomplished there, what makes the Houston Rockets think that he has the ability to control his inappropriate behavior behind closed doors in their organization? Sorry, but I think it's only a matter of time before Ime starts dunking more than basketballs around the office. And although I promised not to be the guy that said I told you so when it happens, just remember who told you so. But hey, and if my yappings, force brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Feed the Cardinals, nurse the nuthatches, buy one, get one bag of birdseed at Rocky's. I'm looking at this deal at Rockies.com, and you can check it out on the Rockies app or pick up a flyer at any Rocky store. What's on sale at Rockies? It's always at your fingertips. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 709 and Aerosmith with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Going to be, uh, let's see, sunny to start today and then, and then, and then cloudy this afternoon. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm like dramatically giving you the forecast. Sunny to start, then cloudy, with a chance of a spot shower and or, a high of 58. Or is it? Or, you sound, you're like the Keith Morris of meteorology. Or is it? Steve wanted to give the forecast, <clears throat> or did he? <laughs> I can do it that way. Uh, East Hampton. You want to talk about East Hampton? I do. Because uh, I'm just reading, I, just, uh, I was just reading to you a, a minute ago. Uh, I believe this was yesterday. Mm-hmm. The New York Post uh, offered this opinion piece. Biology class must be really confusing in East Hampton, Massachusetts. That is, if the town search for their school superintendent is any indication. The whole thing has turned into a farcical endeavor, endeavor that seems more like a South Park episode than an earnest attempt <laughs> to fill a top administrative role. It does seem like a South Park episode, doesn't it? You know what? The more I think about it, that is like maybe the best description I've ever heard of what's going on at East Hampton. Uh, here's this article that came out last night at the Daily Hampshire Gazette, which, by the way, I have to copy and paste because I only have four free articles per month, and I uh, got to pick and choose I wisely. Pick and choose which ones I, I I read. If you click on any one of those stories, that that's considered like an article. If you clicked on an obituary, that's considered an article. So, in other words, yeah. if you're going to lose a loved one, make sure they're not living in Hampshire County. That's right, because you'll never... Uh, well, <laughs> don't lose five loved ones, because you'll right. only be able to see four obituaries. Why'd you miss Uncle Uncle Fred's uh, funeral? Because they wanted a dollar to read it for the day. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to spend a dollar for a $900 <laughs> obituary. Anyway, uh, this is, uh, again, from last night of the Daily Hampshire Gazette. Shannon Dunham announced more than a week ago that she was resigning from her role on the school committee to give herself time to recover from a medical procedure. While her statement via social media certainly was true, Dunham has since added that it was not the only reason she decided to walk away from the committee. In an interview with the Gazette, Dunham explained the circumstances surrounding the superintendent search proved 
The search process proved to be stressful, especially in the midst of recovering from a stroke more than a year and a half ago. It was a combination of things. I had my surgery coming up, and I thought, I just can't do this anymore. I, I just I couldn't do this to myself. I have to take care of me. That's why I decided to step down. Dunham, elected to the committee in 2017, said she did not agree with the way the events transpired after the school committee offered the superintendent position to finalist Vito Perone and then rescinded it less than a week later after Perone included ladies as a salutation in an email. She also said she was not in favor of the committee requesting a police officer to be sent to Perone's home on March 30th for a, quote, well-being check at such a late hour when he did not pick up the phone from the committee, which was offering him the superintendent job. It was terrible, she said. They considered the email from Vito unprofessional, but sending the police to his home at 12 a.m. is not? We should have waited until the next day to offer him the job. Dunham said she intended to speak out on the matter on the April 10th school council uh, meeting, but decided against it after chairperson Cynthia Kwasinski cautioned members from discussing information that Perone had not disclosed to the public. Uh, I had prepared a statement that I wanted to share that night, Dunham said. You can't, can't expect me to sit there and uh, redo all of my notes. That same night, in a 5-1 to one vote, the committee decided to offer Erica Faginski-Stark for the position. Faginski-Stark has since withdrawn her candidacy after students from the uh, high school School's Gender and Sexual Sexuality Alliance Club flagged the Facebook account with Faginsky Stark's name that contained posts they described as, quote, conservative transphobic rhetoric a multitude of times. I didn't see that at all in that post. I, we, we talked about it yesterday. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, yeah. uh, what she was writing was like a conversation starter on, on social media. It wasn't right. She wasn't offering an opinion one right. way or another. Right. She was just offering an opportunity to have that, that conversation. But as we said earlier, this is just, okay, uh, you're going to do one to us? We'll do one to you. Let's go back and look at this woman's Twitter feed or Facebook feed or whatever and uh, see if we can find something to throw out there. That's kind of how that's that what happened. happened. Uh, Dunham, who originally voted in favor of Provone, uh, dissented in that vote while committee member Lori Garcia abstained. In Dunham's statement, which she shared with the Gazette, she stated that although addressing an email with ladies isn't the most professional tone, she didn't find it disrespectful and she didn't think others should either. This is not who we are. We make the best decisions for our school community. We deliberate for hours to make sure we're making good and fair and thoughtful decisions, not ones made in haste, ever, she wrote. I'm not proud to be a member of this committee right now. She also noted that uh, personally she received close to 300 emails from residents, parents, and teachers in the wake of the committee rescinding the offer. Several of those emails, she said, were in favor of the committee reversing that decision. Dunham told the Gazette that her resignation is not yet official and that she intends to participate in tonight's school committee meeting at which the next steps in the superintendent search will be discussed. The thing I think is so funny, and uh, this was very very obvious when uh, Shannon Dunham announced her resignation, she wrote an email to the other members yes. of the school committee, and the first thing she wrote is, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Of the school committee. Of the yeah. East Hampton yeah, School Committee. Right. It's yeah. like, there you go. So, well, yeah, I mean, you, you had to know that there was a, a little bit of a scroogey in there, too. I saw, yeah, I saw that on uh, when I was on vacation last week, and I posted it, and I was like, what a troll. That's, that's <laughs> what a savage. You're a savage. But I actually have yeah. more respect for Shannon Dunham as a result of it. Best of luck to well, you, Shannon. Listen, I hope you have a full recovery. I had respect for her and uh, Miss Garcia uh, throughout that entire meeting because you could clearly tell that uh, Miss Dunham needed wanted to say something and yeah. was told, and she obviously didn't want to get herself in any trouble by saying anything by breaking rules. So she she abstained, and now she's you know she's released the statement. But. I I would love to know. 
because so obviously you know you, you know Vito Perone would love the job and and uh, Dr. Faginski Stark you know had to back out. I would love to know what the number three candidate feels about this job now because yeah, I mean obviously I th- this is something that they obviously wanted to apply for. Yeah. You know he's obviously under consideration. He didn't get it. I don't think would, would he want this job now no, based on what you've seen? And I would say no. He's probably sweating bullets wondering which club is going to pull up some social media post on him. <laughs> hey. Have I ever said anything stupid that I can that I can uh, explain away? Look at him. Here's a picture of him at a brewery. He drinks alcohol. So does every yeah. other superintendent well, I mean, but, in the country. But that's what that's what this is going to come down to. I mean, if you if you if you put that guy in, it, it, the whole process needs to be restarted. It needs to be restarted, and you definitely need a consultant to do this because you clearly haven't done it the right way. Okay, but a consultant is going to wind up costing the taxpayer money. That's not going to come free. Now, I understand what you're saying. And I don't disagree that, you know, on, on the larger picture, it probably makes sense mm-hmm. to take some of these people that can't get out of their own way from making the decision purely on their own. Yeah. But I also think that having everybody start from square one, while inconvenient and kind of stupid, uh, you know, is all those things. It probably makes the most amount of sense. And if the same candidates want to apply again they should be allowed to absolutely uh again restarting the process starting anew yeah yeah you're not gonna you you can't keep going to the next candidate because again there's somebody's gonna have something to say about each person yeah and if you give it to the guy who's number three and no offense to that person because i don't i really don't know them but but if you're going to give them to the number three candidate what was it about that candidate that you thought was not as good as the other two and are you willing to are you willing to well, sacrifice those things in order to have him assume him or her depending on whether they want that job? Um, so we we know about when Perone was sitting in that meeting, and then they came back from executive session, but we don't know what they talked about during the executive session because right. those minutes have not been released yet. But uh, after Perone left that meeting, Dunham says Kwasinski stated that she was really offended by the uh, lady's remark and called it a microaggression. Dunham said she thought committee members had an alternate agenda for rescinding the job offer, but was unsure what their true intentions were. We never talked about the negotiations. They had made a good decision, or I'm sorry, they had made a decision that they were going to move forward. We never even talked about negotiations and what Vito asked for. Cindy went into the conversation with her own agenda, and as far as I'm concerned, that's wrong. She's she's right. She's, you yeah. know, I mean, if you're not if you're not following the procedure of how this process should go, yeah, you you didn't do yourself any justice doing that. You know, when when his uh, when Dr. Perone's attorney was in here, and I asked him, you know, if I offer you a job and you have agreed. And the discussion of of uh, pay, uh, of your salary is a part of that discussion. Mm-hmm. In the state of Massachusetts, isn't that a verb a binding verbal agreement? I think isn't that what uh, uh, James Winston said? Like it was some sort of like, like you're basically you've yeah. opened the conversation. You've opened so the conversation. Now have this exactly. Yeah, yeah. So to me, you have to have you know. <sighs> Hiring and firing anybody mm-hmm. for any job is a complicated process. It's not just as simple as, you know, give me your keys and get out. It's it's not that simple. 
in a situation like this, there are laws to have to protect right. a candidate for a job. Any applicant, they there are laws that that protect them. There are also laws that protect the employer too. But in a situation like this, where a verbal agreement has been made, right. you can't just rescind an offer unless there's a good reason to do so. And I think, like everybody else, this is the one of those situations where the school committee of East Hampton, the chairperson of, of this committee, mm-hmm. has opened the door to a world of financial problems oh, yeah. for the city. Absolutely. And, and whether or not there was an, a, a previous agenda to this decision, which she did not share with anybody else in the school committee, the person who is most at fault is the chairperson. Right. And if anybody needs to back out of a position, perhaps it's her. Or, uh, or, uh, it, or perhaps it's that lady. That lady. That yeah, lady, right. that, lady that lady needs to rethink what's going on up there. I would think so. Uh, Lori Garcia, who also another school committee member, also told the Gazette that what Perone and Dunham shared was true. It's exactly what happened, Garcia said. I keep on having this vision playing over in my mind that makes me sick. After he was told the offer was rescinded, he took his glasses off, and he's looking into the camera zoom screen, and he said, you mean we're not even going to talk? That's it? Because I said, ladies? He was so shocked. It was horrific. There was no dialogue. The way people handle things, like how did you think that this was not going to be? I I think they thought that he wasn't going to even go tell anybody that this would happen, and I think that's kind of what he was alluding to when he was here. Like, but he did. Perone didn't want anybody to think that negotiations stalled because he was being difficult. He yeah. wanted the real reason why the job offer was rescinded, and what he was asking for, and what he was asking for, was nothing all that unusual. I mean, like cost of living increases. If he's making more in West Springfield as the interim superintendent, and they're offering him one hundred and fifty-one thousand dollars, which, comparatively speaking, is a cut in pay for a job that he wanted to take, he's he's within his right to ask those things, he, he, and he, including. The, the 30 days of, of vacation time. You're only talking like four more days than he would have gotten anyway. But but that's not even that's not even on the table. Like, like, that's what they said afterwards was the reason why they rescinded the offer. Right. But they never said that to him, and apparently they never even discussed what he wrote in the email other than the ladies portion of it. So <laughs> the whole thing is ridiculous. But but here's the thing: if if Perone had just if he had just walked away from that and went on with that narrative of well the negotiations stalled we're moving on to the next candidate. That's that's how many times do you think that happens in your local municipalities that things get swept under the rug and nobody even knows about it? Probably it's quite about, a lot. But it's about time somebody kind of pulled back the curtain and revealed. Hey, this is the shenanigans that's going on when uh, when when we're trying to pick somebody uh, to lead our school district. That's why I think it's so funny that the uh, this, uh, this reporter in the uh, Kirsten uh, Kirsten Fleming uh, called this a, a a like a South Park episode because when you really yeah, think about it, it's it exactly what it is. Well, there you go. I, I can't wait to see what the meeting brings tonight. It's seven twenty three with Bax and Nagle on Rock one hundred two. Live in car. 7.32 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Go to Gary Rome Hyundai today. Get 0% financing 
on select models. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Well, thanks, Bax. Oh, you're very welcome, Steve. Uh, there is a uh, oh, let's see, uh, a woman attacked by a black bear in Connecticut last week has Western Massachusetts animal control units on alert, and they're urging people to be cautious, especially in suburban and rural areas. As we are uh, now one whole month into spring, bears are making an appearance across the region. Agawam Animal Control Officer Allison Strong told Western Mass News they could show up anywhere. This is the time of year where they're all moving, uh, kind of moving around right now from until from now until the fall. This will be a busy bear season. Lots of bear sightings. She's warning people to be on the lookout, especially after what happened in Avon last week, where a woman walking her dog was attacked by a black bear and suffered injuries to her arm and leg. Uh, thankfully, she's okay, but the 12-year-old bear had to be euthanized. No. I don't. Come on. Oh, well, you know, that's... It's the bears. Uh, that's their residence. A bear is just doing bear stuff. If you're not provoking the bear, you're not poking the bear. Bear's not going to go after you. Your bears are minding their own business, playing with those uh, pots of honey, uh, open up them picnic baskets. Yeah, they uh, said, eating porridge. Yeah, that's what they do. Yeah, they do all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's really unusual to hear and concerning. This is not how normal behavior. Uh, this is not normal behavior for black bears because most of the time. They run away from you if you make a loud noise. They find humans annoying. And you know what? They're not yeah. wrong. Yeah, like, the black bears don't really, like, go on the attack on humans unless they act necessarily have to. Yeah, unless you're on their turf. Because uh, there are lots of wooded areas in and around Western Mass. Strong said uh, pets should be on leashes. There are also tools and methods people can use to keep themselves safe. Tie your keys to your shoes. They'll hear you coming or bells. That's a good way to let bears know you're coming. Is that like the ice cream man for the bears? Yeah, I think so. You're jingling along. Ooh, ooh. Hey, Rob, it's it's humans. <laughs> ooh, we can eat them tonight. Yeah, you yeah. know, anytime I hear of uh, of this kind of thing going on, I uh, I thank I thank God that former 22 News reporter Julie Tremel taught all of America how to avoid a bear attack. Oh yeah, you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. I have this right here. Go ahead. Matt admits he had absolutely no clue what to do when he came face to face with this massive 300 pound bear. NBC 10 figured we should put together a few tips from the experts to help protect yourself should you come across a curious bear. According to experts, you should avoid direct eye contact it's more with of the a bear. Visual Don't thing. Yeah, I know, but yeah. you know what? It's yeah. such a great video. It's totally worth seeing. Yeah. Isn't it? Shouldn't she get fired over that? She did not get fired over this. I think there were a couple other stories where people thought, is she okay? Is she is she reasonable? Turns out Julie Tremble is absolutely hilarious. Yes, but hilarious doesn't work with crusty old newsmen. True. You know but, what I mean? Like you still got the you still got those old uh, those old geezers in there in those newsrooms going, "Yeah, it's not the way we behave, these reporters." I know, but you know, I watch that video all the time. It never gets old. Uh, strong encourage anyone uh, living or, or out walking in a rural area carry some bear spray and to call nine one one if a bear exhibits unusual behavior. You know they sell the uh, they sell that uh, mace right at the counter at, at Dick's. Yeah, Dick Mace. Dick Mace. That's I've, right. I've seen that before. Was that from that butt drug store we were talking about yesterday? Yes. Yes. I gotta I gotta download that jingle. Butt drugs. <laughs> I listened to that yesterday, and I also listened to it at uh, like three times the speed of the podcast, and it uh, it sounds even better. I like bet it does. Sped up. Uh, good, good times. 
But yeah, uh, stay away from the bears. What? Why would anybody not? Why would anybody need to be told to do that? <clears throat> you think, think people it, are like, oh, look at a cute cuddly bear? I think I'm going to go pet it. Last year, when we were up in Vermont, we saw a, a family of bears. Uh, yeah, we were just driving, right? Yeah. And uh, it was adorable. There was a mama bear at the bottom of a tree. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, her cute little cubs were up in an apple tree. And what the as the cubs were doing is they were, you know, picking the apples and mm-hmm. throwing them down to mom. And mom would gather all the apples and then, then the cute. bears came down. And it was adorable. Mm-hmm. And I really thought, wouldn't it be just great to just get out of the car, grab no. my phone, make no. sure I take some ba- you know, black bear selfies no. with the apples, and uh, and see what happens. I would imagine there'll be very popular posts on the Instagram. You should only do that if you're at least a hundred yards away. If no, you want I to start filming. You have zoom on your lens. Yeah, you can zoom but, in on but the bears. You, you, you need a steady hand or yeah. a, you know, a selfie stick or something. I didn't have any of those things hand, you know, handy, so I would have had to go right up to the bears. I mean, within like you know five or six feet in order to get the mm. a good shot. You should have done it. Yeah, I should have. Yeah, you kick. I kick myself every day. Uh, police are investigating after a girl was shot at a stunt driving show in New Haven, according to police. Uh, authorities said a large crowd gathered overnight at the Lowe's parking lot on Foxon Boulevard. Uh, reckless drivers started hitting other cars, said police. The 17-year-old girl ran from the area. That's when she, uh, she heard a single gunshot and realized she'd been hit. The victim was brought to the hospital by her friends with a non-life-threatening injuries. No other individuals have reported to police that they were injured. Police said uh, her friends brought her to the hospital with what is described as the non-life-threatening wound. Those who live close by said the noise is something they deal with often on the weekends. They said loud music and mufflers sound like gunfire, and sadly this weekend, it was real. Hmm. Uh, Like shotgun fire every Friday and Saturday night. I can't sleep, said one resident. Loud mufflers, they come through uh, here after the cops chase them. They'll ride through here, come flying through here. Oh, they're just racing. Uh, No, they're not just racing. They're shooting guns, which is very dangerous. You know, that's the thing. They're probably sitting there... You know, doing the start gun with, mm-hmm. a, with a real bullet, and you don't know where that bullet's going to go. It's got to go somewhere. It eventually comes down. They all do. And hits somebody right in the face. It, this is the kind of thing we got to deal with now. You know, these things are very dangerous, these uh, these guns, and you shouldn't be uh, shooting them off like a moron. I'm doing uh, Connecticut stories because there really wasn't much going on here this morning. Well, I mean, we took up a good deal of time talking about the uh, the school committee in East Hampton. Yeah, but I mean, like other local news, like you know, that Eastfield Mall thing, that was last week's news. But they're yeah, but they, they but the city council approved, approved it. it. That was right. yesterday. That was the that's that's that a new story. You. And then you got the uh, the power station in uh, in West Springfield. You know what the hell's going to go on over there? I didn't even know it was a power station. I didn't know you you couldn't know that. Well, it's got a smokestack on it. I thought maybe they were, like, burning stuff in there. No, no, no. That's just exhaust. Uh, New Haven's Union Station has no seating for travelers due to reports of bed bugs. It was partially shut down on Monday, but it was expected to reopen today. The New Haven Parking Authority said it cleaned surfaces on Monday. Overnight, licensed exterminators and cleaning vendors were here on site to address the hardscape surfaces and reopen the area to the public in the morning. Travelers said they were surprised to find that the seating at Union Station blo- uh, was blocked off when they arrived. Never heard of bed bugs on tile and wood floors before, said somebody from Middletown. Uh, the, that does make sense. You don't really hear about that. No. It's and usually on bedding and, and th- like in a hotel room. Have you ever been to Union Station in New Haven? Yeah. Those are just like, they're wood benches. Yeah. That, th- 
those, big wood benches. Those are the one of the one of them was stolen from this Union Station downtown Springfield. Do you remember that? <laughs> Where they were renovating it? Yeah. A giant railroad bench gone. Really? Where did it go? Somebody knows where that. Oh, is. there's always an answer, but yeah, you know, somebody's but house. I have a hard time imagining that bed bugs would be on that bench. Yeah, uh, but they said exterminators uh, did that, and they said uh, treating bed bugs is a complex and extensive process. Treatments include removing any clutter, throwing away the infested items, uh, develop employ a professional treatment plan to kill the bed bugs, continue to check at least once a week for any remaining bed bugs. Well, thank you for those uh, those tips. All right. That's the way it's got to be. That was it. That's one of those things I worry about, like, when I travel. Like, n- not just, like, having bed bugs in, in a place you're staying at. Mm-hmm. But think about your luggage. If you your luggage gets thrown on a plane with 150 other people's bags of luggage, and if one of them has bed bugs, there's a good chance you might have bed bugs shortly after that. Oh, yeah. And I will not put up in, with infestation. But, uh... Yeah, travel is actually a very filthy way to go around your business. It is a very filthy way to go, isn't it? It's 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 disgusting. How do you know what's going on in that cargo hold on the plane? Yeah, what is going on down there? Right? Who's down there? Who's down there? What kind of mold and airborne viruses are flowing through that fuselage? That's what I'd like to know. Uh, maybe. It's a it's a guy spraying down all the luggage with bed bug spray to make sure that nobody gets bed bugs. Right, could be. And you can't put locks in your luggage anymore, so how you know they're not rifling through your stuff, your own personal things? Yeah, it, I didn't have the tag. Sometimes I get the tag on my bag that TSA went through. Oh, I got pulled to the side uh, on Saturday morning. You did? Yeah, because I had my I had this backpack I carry you know for a carry on. And I have that uh, that CPAP machine in there. Right. You know, because you can't put that in your checked luggage. Well, no, it would, it would, they'd break it. They'd probably break it, but you can't even pack it inside the thing. I think I think you're not allowed to carry that. And so anything electronic, you're not supposed to carry inside because it has a battery in it. Oh, really? You got a, yours is battery powered? It's got a backup battery on it, yeah. Oh, I mine, mine's just a plug-in. Yeah, mine plugs in, but then, like, it's supposed to be if the power goes out in the middle of the night, it doesn't just stop on you. It has, like, an hour or two of, uh, oh, of I didn't, uh, pumping uh, process. I didn't think about that. But, you know, I have, anyway. a, I have like, a carrying case for yeah. it, and it's got, like, some pockets, so if I want to put some other things in there, like yeah. uh, headphones or whatever, uh, you know, I can do that. Yeah, it's Travel easy, light. It's easier for me to carry a backpack. I like the backpack thing. So I put the thing in the backpack, and, uh, you know, we're coming back from vacation, so I, we get into the thing. And uh, why is the bag not coming through? You know, and they're looking at the you know, looking at the screen and right. stuff. bottle of water. That's what was in there. The bottle of water slowed things down. Yeah, I had a bottle of water in there that I totally forgot that was in there. And then so the I mean, she was nice enough. She was like, "Hey, you can't can't bring this through." Was it like an oversized, obviously more than the three ounces you were allowed? Yeah, it was like a regular size. I think it was yeah. like a Dasani or something like that. And uh, so then uh, she's like, do you want to drink it or do you want me to just throw it away? I'm like, I'm not going to slug a 20-ounce bottle of water <laughs> at the right here. Yeah. I was like, at least she gave me the opportunity to do it, but like, I'm not going to slam... We're gonna do chugging water at the TSA gate, especially if you're you know you're running short on time and you got to get to the the, uh, the gate in time. 
Yeah, you don't want to be on the plane and inconvenience everybody because you got to go to the bathroom. Well, right. I was already uh, making that other guy mad who said he would never fly Southwest ever again. Right. Not a real threat, dude. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not flying this crappiest airline around. Oh, good. Then the, the other 300 people behind you certainly will. It's going to be uh, sunny to start today, then cloudy this afternoon with a high of 58. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 61. It's 37 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. When you're the king of all things site work, excavation, and heavy construction, you need a team that knows... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 751 and Def Leppard with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be uh, sunny to start and then cloudy this afternoon. Could see a chance of a spot shower or two. High of 58 tomorrow, sunny with a high of 61. It's 38 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, if you missed any part of today's show, check out the daily podcast. It's going to get posted after the show today around 10 o'clock. Also, check out Baxi's musical podcast this week. My guest, Deborah Ayal from the, uh, the band Romeo Void. Great interview, really cool stuff. There's a new live album that uh, was released just a couple days ago on Record Store Day called Live at Mobuhe Gardens, uh, November 4th, uh, 14th, 1980. It's actually a really cool record. Actually uh, uh, recorded like nine months before their first album came out. Mm-hmm. Really cool. And in the next two weeks, I'm not going to say who, who I'm, I'm getting yet. Uh, one is uh, guy, a guy from a band that sold over 50 million records. And the week after that, it's very possible that I'll have one of the best bass players of all time on the show. All right. On the podcast, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, and on rock102.com. Sounds like a plan. It's going to be awesome. Well, now that I heard that, are you ready to hear this? I am. All right. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Let's see. I don't know why people do this. There's a uh, TikTok trend where you allow your kids to say one swear word. Okay. And a mom in Australia did it with her four young children and still managed to be shocked by what her son said. He said, uh, he said, uh, well, I'll just hear it. We're going to give you one time only to say whatever swear word you want without getting in any trouble. Ready? Blake. What? What? That's a swear word. Where did you hear that? You taught me that. Me? Yes. You said for me to say it. Tate. Winter. Ollie. So, so the other two kids, uh, uh, the daughter, let's see, the other words they said were the three-letter uh, T word. Okay. Uh, the C word from the smallest daughter after the oldest daughter whispered it into her ear. Okay. And the last brother says the B word, but that first kid says Pornhub. That's a swear word? Well, it's not a swear word, but should a eight-year-old kid really know what that is anyway? I, I don't think so. Well, there you go. I, I wouldn't I, want my eight-year-old kid to know what the hell I, that is. I guess if you're making videos like this, your kid is, uh, yeah. <laughs> There's something yeah. going on in that family that's very concerning. I can't wait to get on mom tube. Ugh. <laughs> that's, that's messed up. Like, you shouldn't <sighs> be doing that to your kid. No, you probably shouldn't. Because you know what? Uh, kids are curious, and if you give them an inch, they take a foot. Yes, they take both feet. That, right? Yeah, yeah. If they can take a foot. You'll, yeah. God knows what they'll take. 
Uh, a woman in Canada discovered a hidden camera in the Airbnb she and her friends were staying in. All right. Yeah. She shared a video explaining how they found it and gave some advice on what to check if you rent one. Fifteen girls staying in a house for my friend's 30th birthday. We just found out we were being watched in our Airbnb. In the bathroom, one of the outlets was faced directly to the shower. You can see in the top here, there's nothing. Looks totally normal. And then in the bottom one, look at that little camera. Anyway, we left the house. The cops searched the place. And they got him. Ah, about nah, that. You can't get away with anything anymore. That's uh, that's another one of those things. People doing videotaping people. You know, uh, that that's one of the things like you worry about sometimes when you go stay at like a like a rental home or any kind of any, not even an Airbnb right uh, sanctioned thing, but even like a hotel. Like somebody might be watching you. Maybe that's why I like to put on one hell of a show in a hotel. Do you? Oh, I do. You take it all off. Do you? Oh, I, I rub do. that towel on your butt. Your I back. do. I yeah. do some things. I mm-hmm. I can't even. I can't even say publicly in a hotel. Uh, a Colorado school bus driver is now facing 30 child abuse charges for slamming on the brakes of the bus to teach the kids a lesson about staying in their seats. <laughs> Here is the moment that substitute driver. Brian Fitzgerald quickly stopped the bus in an interaction he had with a parent whose child was bleeding on the cheek from the abrupt stop. You guys need to be in your seats. You guys want to see how dangerous that is? That's why you need to be in your seat. She all right? They have to sit in their seat. They would not get bounced around if they didn't stay in their seat. We work. So I'm sorry if she got hurt, and I'm the substitute driver. And the driver that normally doesn't does not have any control on these kids. I was coming to a stop, and I hit the brakes hard. They were not listening. Oh. So my uh, I, my angry uncle Leon, who was the bus yeah, driver, yeah, I remember talking about him. Yeah. Yeah, he would do that. He, he would slam on the brakes. Well, he, one of his rules on the bus was you couldn't stand up to go to your – if yeah. the bus was approaching your stop, you couldn't stand up until the bus was stopped. Imagine how slow that – you know, how that, that slowed down no, the bus. he was all about safety. He was yeah. a man of safety. Yeah, but in every other scenario, with every other bus driver in that school system, a kid gets up and walks towards the front and holds the bar until the, uh, the, the, the bus stops and they get off. My Uncle Leon – wouldn't put up with any of that foolishness. No. He'd stomp on the brake and just you know, be wicked angry. I I kind of remember that happening sometimes. Yes. They did it on purpose. They did it on But here's the difference of what happened, you know, 30 years ago versus what's happening now. The difference is that it's on camera. Yeah. And somebody's watching you do it. And also somebody is watching you say, you see what happens? Yeah. See, I, Where, whereas the only thing, would be like, oop, phantom deer. The sorry. Only, the uh, only thing we had was like a like a courtroom sketch. That's yeah, all we could do. Right. This right. is what Leon did this time. It is uh, 7.57. That is Now Hear This with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Want to know what it sounds like to win $1,000? Yes! Thank you, thank you, thank you. Companies. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8-11 and the Scorpions with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, It's going to be sunny to start and then cloudy this afternoon with a high of uh, 59. It is currently uh, 39 in downtown Springfield. Now, before we get into anything, uh, I need to tell you that it is time for the keyword to cash, the $1,000 keyword. Okay. Today's keyword is the word money. That's money. M-O-N-E-Y. That's M is in, man, that's a lot of money. O is in, oh my God, I would like to win money. 
N is in now I would like to win money. E as in everybody else wants to win the money. And Y is uh, why can't I win the money? Yeah, so but, here's, but how is it spelled? M-O-N-E-Y. Now, you go to the, uh, the Keyword of Cash contest page on rock102.com. You enter the word money for a chance to win $1,000. You will have until midnight tonight to enter today's $1,000 keyword for a chance to win 1000 bucks. Your $1,000 keyword today, again, money, M-O-N-E-Y. Good luck from Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. How about a little uh, taste of uh, M I the A? Oh uh, yeah, that's oh, that's the wrong thing. We could have done that siren thing. The way I'm feeling now, yeah, we could have done that could siren have done thing. Not at all. Uh, the first one revolves around food. I love food. I, yeah, if it weren't for food, I wouldn't be half the man I am that's today. That's right. Uh, the question is, am I the a hole for being annoyed at my leftovers being eaten? I, 26 female, have been with my partner, 27 male, for five years. We have two young children together. <clears throat> There's one thing that has been bothering me a lot recently. My partner constantly eats my leftovers or gives them to the kids. I'm t- uh, talking quite a few times a month. I don't want to manage to eat all of my meal and will save it for the next day, whether it be a homemade or a takeout meal. It never gets waste- wasted. Well, this must be British because she said takeaway. A takeaway yeah, meal. Yeah, takeaway meal. It never gets wasted, and I always eat it later on that day or the next day. It'll happen with the occasional nice treats or fizzy drinks uh, I buy for myself, too. The first few times it happened, I just let it slide, even though I was slightly annoyed. After it happened again, I explained to him that it upsets me, and I'd rather he did not do that. He said he wouldn't do it again. Since then, it's happened several times. Every time he makes me feel bad about being upset by it, uh, he always gives me an excuse as to why he had to give the kids my food or have it himself. Mm-hmm. The thing is, I'm vegetarian. My partner and children eat meat so they can have anything they want in the house. I really can understand why he wants my veggie meals. Well, because they're so damn delicious. And they're good for you. Today I went for my takeaway pizza. That's a takeout pizza. Sure. I left a few slices in the fridge the night before. It wasn't there. I asked my partner where it was, and he would put it in our daughter's packed lunch, which is another issue in itself. I did slightly blow it up at him for doing it again, to which he made me feel bad about claiming that he had to uh, bulk out her lunch a bit. I clarified what he had packed, sandwiches, yogurt, fruits, and my pizza, so I really don't get it. It's getting to the point where I want to lock away my food, treats, and drinks. Am I the a-hole for getting annoyed at my food constantly being taken? Ah, boy. You see, now, uh, whenever I've had uh, situations like this, and uh, like my wife has, uh, you know, leftovers from a meal that, you know, we went out and she brought a doggy bag home. I don't uh, ever just, you know, rifle through it. You mm-hmm. know, if she says it's okay, that's one thing. If I ask, hey, can I have a little bit of this? That would be another thing. But I would never just assume it was up for grabs and I could take it. Right. On the other hand, if someone were just, you know, taking my, you know, my leftovers like that, I might, you know. Be a little upset, but I wouldn't make a big uh, a big whoop out of it. You know what? I don't really get to. I know that if I put something in my fridge, I will never enjoy it because <laughs> it'll be gone anyway. Yeah, but I'm just glad somebody's eating the food in my house. You know what I mean? Like if yes. I have food and I bring it home, at least somebody's eating it, and it's not going to go to waste. You know how much food we waste in this country? A lot. You know how much food I waste? Probably Which, a lot. More than I'd like to. You yeah, know, we're, we're the it, same way. It's uh, you know, you buy something, and you know, you, I, I can never manage that balance of what I should buy for freshness stuff 
and how long and what, you know, I don't plan out meals per se. You know, I know I'm going to cook something later on this week that involves chicken and peppers or something. So I'll have that stuff on hand, but then sometimes I don't get to it. So then, you know, it's like the end of the week and then all of a sudden the pepper is like a, yeah, like a, like a limp. You know, I, uh, I sometimes have a hard time recalling that there's only two people in the house. I'm yeah, only yeah. cooking for two people. Yeah. And, uh. So sometimes I'll make more. Say, well, yeah, I'll have uh, I'll have leftovers. But then after like two or three days, of the same thing. I'm yeah. like, eh, I've had enough of that. Yeah, I had uh, anytime there's a gathering, uh, you know, birthday party or something like that. There's always too much food. Yes, I went. I went to a friend's house. I was very impressed by this. Uh, they had uh, uh, like a birthday party for their seven year old kid, right? Right. And they bought pizza. Now, most, like, you know, seven-year-old birthday party, most of the parents are usually there. You know, so the parents dive into the pizza, too, which I think is a little uh, a little much. You do? Yeah, you shouldn't be. It's a kid's birthday party. Yeah, let's say you got 12 kids there. Okay. That means you got 12, at least 12 parents there. So that means you got to buy pizza for everybody? Well, I mean, they're there. Yeah. Why? I would. Anyway, uh, this, this is how I would do it. These folks did it right. There was not one piece of pizza left, and everybody was satisfied. I was amazed at that whole th- operation. Hmm. Like, they, they like, uh, kind of like scientifically did it down yeah. to the last piece of pizza, and it worked out. A couple of years ago, I had a, yeah. uh, we had like a, like a party for the kids, uh, for one of my kids graduating high school, and I had uh, Theodore's provide the food, and they gave me this big, giant thing of uh, burnt ends that i ordered mm-hmm. and uh and then after the party uh there were still some burnt ends left yeah and i was just i was like you couldn't have been happier it had like a big giant bowl of burnt ends and i was just popping them into my mouth one after another and then after the stroke i didn't want any more burnt yeah, ends I but say. i was like uh but no it was delicious this is all your as <laughs> like when peter had when peter griffin had the stroke from eating all the as many cheeseburgers as he wanted to at <laughs> mcburger town and then had a stroke and then was limping his body all over town and then looking up at the sign going this is all your fault mcburger town <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving uh, on. The next one. Am I the a-hole for not returning my friend's wallet? So this guy that I hang out with has almost the exact same wallet as I do. Size, color, stitching, just the texture of wallets is slightly different. So anyways, we were hanging with some friends and decided to call it a night. While I was grabbing my stuff to leave, I grabbed his wallet by mistake. I had already thrown my wallet in my gym bag, and I kept... Uh, with a change of clothes because I go over straight after work. I got all the way home without realizing I lived 20 minutes away and it was raining at 11 o'clock at night. So I get a phone call maybe five minutes after I get home. Mm. Hey, man, do you have my wallet? Check my pocket. Sure enough, it's there. I tell him, uh, I'm sorry, I have it. Well, I need you to drive it back to me. He doesn't know this, but I have to be to work at 8 in the morning and leave at 12 the next morning. Uh, But I didn't say this. I just asked if I can bring it to him early tomorrow. I know I messed up. No, bud, you messed up. I work early in the morning and I want to get out, so I need my wallet. You got to bring it to me. You messed up. You got to make it right. Dude, it's raining and late, and I don't care, man. That's my property. Well, of course, but we're friends, and you should be able to trust me. You know, this is him writing this run-on uh-huh. run-on sentence uh, conversation. Uh, that's not the issue. That's my property, and if you keep it, if you don't bring me my wallet, you're no longer allowed at my house. Oh, well, I guess I'm no longer allowed at your house, and you can come get your wallet tonight if you really want to go out so badly this late. 
Otherwise, you can wait until the morning before I go to work. And he decided to come get it. I ended up giving him uh, 20 bucks as well since he drove out. I guess we aren't friends anymore. So am I the a-hole? <clears throat> yeah, you know what? Uh, you got the guy's wallet. He needs the wallet. You it, do what you can to compromise and find a way to get it to him. It was your mistake. Yeah. You made the mistake of grabbing his wallet. I would do every everything I... Yeah, as much as a pain in the butt it would be. It's the least you could do. Of course it's the least you could now, do. Now, if I'm like two hours away, that might be different. Yeah. But uh, but nevertheless, it's your mistake. It's his wallet. He needs his wallet. Somebody pointed out, uh, you even admit that you're already thrown your own wallet in the bag. Were you too stoned to realize that you took it? <laughs> Which could be. Could be. Uh, you'd be in trouble without your driver's license if your work involves driving. See, that's another thing. The guy had to drive all the way over and no license in his thing. Oh, I'm going to get my wallet, officer. Really? Yeah. Likely so, excuse. Yeah, I'm waiting for my friend to deliver my wallet. Yeah. Okay. People are jerks, They man. are big jerks, man. Well, there you go. That's, uh, that's M.I. the A-hole. Comedian Greg Warren coming up a little bit later on this hour. 821 to Rock 102. GG Inks. Screen printing. It's 831 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Go to Gary Rome Hyundai today. Get 0% financing on select models. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Crews were called to an explosion on Albany Street in Springfield this morning. Springfield Fire Captain Drew Piemonte confirmed that an explosion occurred at the Joseph Friedman Company located at 40 Albany Street. Uh, Three people were injured but are expected to be okay. Numerous streets in the area are closed including heavy traffic on I-291. So uh, it's going to be a mess over there probably for quite some time. Uh, Luckily, uh, the injured people are expected to be okay. But that's scary. That's like that whole industrial area over there, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Gasoline Alley and all Mm -hmm. that stuff, right? A lot of stuff going on over there. Yeah, so uh, there you go. Uh, The Springfield City Council has approved a special permit for the redevelopment of the Eastfield Mall, which is set to close for good this summer. Gone. Good. Goodbye. And they're going to replace that shopping center with another shopping center. Well, a nicer one. Nope. It's still going to be a shopping center like the shopping center across the street and the one down the road. But it'll be new. New, yes. What's in the old Toys R Us? Is there anything over there yet? Is there something in there? Um, That, uh, you know what? I I don't know. I think there is, but yeah. you know that uh, shows how often I go across the street. Uh, I go to the Eastfield Mall all the time, waiting to be wondering where all those people are to be tested for COVID, and then I go for my Mykonos salad, and then that's it. That's all I do. There you go. Yeah, Mykonos salad. I, I went to the. I went and had corned beef over at that place. Uh, the at, uh, at uh, Donovan's. Yeah, not the not the Greek place. You can't get corned beef at a at a. Greek, uh, Listen, I'm place. sure if uh, Chris at Mykonos wanted to make you corned beef, he'd make you corned beef and it'd be, it'd be damn good. Yes, but that's not his main thing. By the way, I uh, was in a, in a restaurant uh, where I was, it was like a coffee shop, but they made uh, gyros or gyros, whatever you want to call Euros. it. Gyros. Uh, you know what? Uh, different Greek people say it differently. They say it because they know you can't it, say it. Is that what it is? Yeah, Whatever. they're pandering to you. All right. The uh, the Greek tacos, okay? 
Whoa! <laughs> wait a minute. That is not a Greek taco. Yes, it is. It is not. It's like a. It's like a chalupa. It's a handheld sandwich of that. Of, that's it's bursting with taco. flavor. It's a It's 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 described uh, in my head as a taco. Anyone who thinks that a hero is a taco well, should be slapped upside anyway, the head with that big anyway, with that big stick of meat. So uh, I'm in this coffee shop that also happens to serve uh, Greek tacos because you know that's Greek combination tacos. Thing. And uh, as I'm sitting there waiting for my my, my coffee to be uh, to to be made, yeah. I see the guy on the, at the grill. I never knew how they shaved that beef off the the thing. Did you ever see that happen? Oh yeah, it's like a giant spindle. Yeah, and then and then he takes this like uh, like shaver thing and he just holds it against it, and the meat just starts shaving off the top. At first, I, I mean, yeah, they they sometimes depending on where you go, sometimes they have like what looks like a machete. Yeah, and they just. You know, one big long slice of the of the machete cuts that gyro meat just perfect. Yeah, you got the tzatziki Taco. sauce. No, with the onions and the tomatoes, couple olives in there, and boom! What you got yourself right there is a savory sandwich that has been satisfying people for generations. You don't think if I went over to Mykonos today and said, uh, "Hey, I'd like a uh, giant, I'd like that giant Greek chalupa with the lamb meat." <sighs> I'm sure. He would know what you're talking about, but out of respect for him, yeah. and I have great respect for him, I would never say that to his face. One, he's much bigger than I am, and two, I think he can outrun me. Greek tacos, that's what they are. Oh, my God. And, and punchkis are donuts. You know what? I'm Whoa, now. <laughs> wait, hold us. Hold the phone, Jack. It's a donut. It's What's a so punchy. It's a donut. It's a punchkey. It's a donut. It's about 15 pounds heavier than a donut. Because it's, it's okay, so it's an overfilled donut, is what it is. <sighs> Listen, if that's the way you want to be about these delectable, uh, you know, cultural foods, go right ahead, be that way. But if I'm going to go to Mykonos and ask for a hero, I'm going to get, I'm going to ask for it the right way. I'm not going to say, give me one of them Greek tacos that Steve Nagel was talking about. Well, like when I go, if I go to an Italian restaurant, uh, I order the manicotti. I, I say, could I have uh, some of those taquitos, those <laughs> Italian taquitos? <laughs> you got to mix them up, you know? You gotta, yeah, you, you right. Gotta, you gotta yeah. Tell them what when you, you go want. to a Mexican restaurant, you say, hey, can you give me those, uh, <laughs> those Mexican cannolis? Yeah, no, the Mexican gyros. Yeah, can right. I have those? <laughs> Yeah, I'll take uh, the Mexican gyros yeah, and I'll right, take yeah. uh, some manic- uh, some <laughs> some uh, chalupa manicotti. Yeah, right. That? There you yeah. go. Anyway, they uh, <laughs> last night the city council approved the special permit for Onyx uh, Springfield Crossing. What you just said? They're just going to build uh, something else. Yeah, the the only thing that's making people uh, you know burst with excitement is the Chick Fil A. Yeah, and, yeah, and really, if you've been to the Chick Fil A. It's not a big, it's no big deal. My back is itching. You going to rub yourself against the tree like a bear? Right here. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, that feels right. good, doesn't it? You know, it's like right in the small of my back and I can't reach it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I get it. Sorry about that. You know what we need? Didn't mean, what? We need a back scratcher. We need a back scratcher. Back scratcher. Yeah. Back scratcher. We can't even afford a producer. You asking for a back scratcher around here? Listen, I can't even get the two-ply toilet paper. No, two-ply. Be lucky if we get half a ply. I gotta, I gotta fold that stuff up like it's origami before I can start using it. <laughs> or Willie Nelson will be touring across the country this fall and will be performing in Massachusetts in September. 
the Outlaw Tall is, uh, Tour is celebrating Willie's 90th birthday this year. He's 90. With wow. performances from Willie Nelson and family, uh, Bobby Weir and the Wolf Brothers featuring mm-hmm. the Wolf Pack, the Avid Brothers, Tedeschi Trucks Band, Government Mule, the String Cheese Incident, Mike Campbell and the Dirty Knobs, Los Lobos, <laughs> Elizabeth Cook, and the Particle Kid. <laughs> Mike Campbell and the Dirty Knobs. Good for Mike Campbell. Why do you know him? He was a guitar player for Tom Petty. Oh, that's that Mike yeah, Campbell? Yeah, that Mike Campbell. Oh, well, hey. The Dirty Knobs. The Dirty Knobs. I like that yeah. name. Uh, Willie will be performing at the Xfinity Center in Mansfield on Saturday, September 16th. Uh, pre-sale tickets go on sale on Wednesday at 10 a.m. So if you want to get into the Outlaw Music Festival. This is going to sound weird. I hate 99.99% of all country music. Uh, but I like Willie Nelson. Is that weird? No, it's not weird because I think there are people uh, that were in the country music industry yeah. that uh, that were pioneers of that. Uh, and he thing is and, one. And also did, cro- well, he, did he do any crossover pop stuff? Or You Are Always On My Mind was probably a, a crossover hit. Right? Uh, crazy. Crazy. That, well, that's, he that's, wrote a cro- that. that's a crossover hit. He wrote. He wrote that for Patsy Cline? Yeah. Wow. That's pretty uh, pretty impressive. The man is 90. Guy's been around forever. What? But again, you know, and I heard the. I was he, looking, he was around when country music was actually sung by actual cowboys. I w- <laughs> real cowboys. Real cowboys. He was. Uh, he was. He knew the Marlboro Man when he only had stage one. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, yeah. when he just got hooked. Yeah, when he just got hooked. Oh yeah, you know that stuff's gonna give you cancer. Yeah, whatever, Willie. You smoke weed like a chimney. <laughs> I bet you won't even see ninety years old. You know he's walking around. Yeah, going, now, now who's got the yeah, last now laugh? Now he's smoking Marlboros and going, "Hey, how about now? Huh? I'm still alive." Uh, but you know, I was listening to the podcast last week with you and Marty, and you were talking about Joe Biden wanting to run again for the president of the United States. Yeah. What person in their right mind would, well, first of all, would want to even be the president of the United States? I, I have never figured that out. And uh, and what person? Uh, Who's telling you know a guy like Joe Biden? Hey, this is a good idea. You should really do this. You know, there, you think there'd be Kamala somebody- Harris would be the only person I can think of yeah. saying, yeah, "Yeah, run again, yeah, Joe. Yeah, go ahead, keep yeah, go, going. Go ahead, just keep running. Now, don't run too fast because you might have a heart attack. <laughs> but uh, like, why would you go on tour at ninety years old? I don't know. I, I don't know how many shows the guy will do. But you know, it's, it, it's like. You know, Tony Bennett was singing, you know, yeah. has been singing, you know, even while suffering Alzheimer's. It's like, you know, the guy just, he just can't stop. I still remember that uh, from, I don't know, probably five or six years ago where there was a woman who had, was turning 115. Remember they And they were interviewing her in the yeah. nursing home and the, and the young perky little reporter was like, what are you going to do for your 115th birthday? And she's like, take a nap. Like she didn't, she didn't want anything to do with this kid. Yeah. Are you excited yeah. for your hundred fifteenth birthday? No, no. Should have died years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. It was Why like, am I hanging on? It's just like okay, enough. We get it. You're an icon. <laughs> You're a legend. Uh, nobody's not gonna not remember you uh, from your all your contributions. But you don't need to go on tour. He doesn't Stay need enough. to do anything. But you know what? The guy. This is what makes him happy. When you're ninety, you're just you're looking for anything that's gonna make you happy. He must expect that this could be like the last 
like every day could be the last day. Steve, people have been saying that about Willie Nelson for the last 45 years, and it keeps defying nature. Oh, Keith Richards, same thing. Same thing. Yeah, and Keith, Keith isn't even close to Willie Nelson's age. No, he's in his uh, like well, early 80s. Well, that's pretty close to 90. Yeah, tell a ninety-year-old that what they wouldn't what they wouldn't do to be as perky and as energetic as an eighty-year-old. Uh, yeah, I just I, I don't think, and maybe that's age discrimination. It's not age. I'm not telling you you can't do it. I'm just saying, do you really want to do it? I don't. You know, my dad turned eighty a couple of weeks ago. You know, and my dad's you know pretty with it, in great shape. You know, uh, a lot of uh, you know you very much on the ball. And I'm not just saying that the, the president is not, but I wouldn't want my dad at 80 years old to take on the world's most stressful job again mm-hmm. at 80, where when you can't even remember where you put your pen two seconds ago, it's right in front of you. Yeah. I mean, at, at, at 56, I can't even find my, my wallet half the time. Mm-hmm. Then I have to call that guy to uh, drop it off of my house. Yeah. It should be. Uh, I, I agree with you. It should be an age limit. Yeah, on what uh, you, can do. You, you don't you don't need to run everything at 80 years old. Uh, there's a thread online. Let's see. We got a couple of minutes here. There's a thread online where people are sharing tips, uh, things they learned embarrassingly late in life. The first one is that a porta potty doesn't somehow know when someone's inside. The sign only changes to occupied when you physically lock the door. How did you, How would you, you not, not know, that? know that? The whole milk is usually around only 3% fat. I thought it was 100%, and then when I saw it reduced as being 2%, I thought, why wouldn't they do 50% or somewhere in the middle? Whew, these, are, these are the people that are uh, surfing around on the internet. Yeah. The jackalopes are mythical creatures. You didn't know that either? I didn't know that. And yeah. the only reason I know that is because when jackalope opened up on Worthington Street, yeah. they said, we're a mythical creature. Well, this one I can see. Someone thought prima donna was pre-Madonna, meaning that the person was starting to behave like Madonna. <laughs> but before Madonna. But they're pre-Madonna now, and it will eventually go full Madonna. Yeah, yeah no, it's no, not, that's, uh, not, that's not it. Uh, maybe you can blame this one on Grey's Anatomy. Someone thought Mick's Jagger, Mick Jagger's name was Mick Jagger, like MC Jagger. No. I think that was no. a joke on the show. The pineapples grow on the ground and not in a tree. Did you know that? I actually did know that. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. Someone said, uh, I don't know that pickles were made from cucumbers until I was 24 and in the middle of getting my bachelor's degree. What the hell did you think that came from? I don't know. Maybe they're they thought cucumbers. they were growing on a bush or a tree. No. But someone didn't realize people were saying a coma and thought people would fall into a coma. Like that's a condition, a coma. <laughs> Another person didn't realize the word was euthanasia. People thought it were saying youth in Asia. Right. They look well, like the better. Asians are in trouble. Yeah, that's a right. Oh, well, there you go. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, uh, sunny to start, then uh, cloudy this afternoon with a high of 58. It's 39 right now in downtown Springfield. we got comedian Greg Warren coming up in just a few minutes. Rock 102. I- we know you're busier than ever before. Caring for your children, your parents, or a loved one. And don't... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8.51 and the Foo Fighters with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, sunny to start today, then overcast later on this afternoon. High of 58. It's 44 right now in downtown Springfield. Comedian uh, Greg Warren is actually going to be coming to uh, the Roar Comedy Club at MGM on May 19th and 20th. And he's got uh, all kinds of stuff to talk about and he's on the phone with us right now. Good morning, Greg. How are you? 
Hey guys, what's going on? Hey, uh, I'm I'm just kind of sitting here wondering. Uh, you know, I'm looking at all your tour dates. You got uh, New York City, uh, Chicago, uh, uh, Pittsburgh, uh, uh, all these uh, big cities, and then Springfield. Yeah, who'd did, you piss off? Yeah, did you lose a bet? <laughs> <laughs> is is it that bad, man? Uh, it's never, not, no, 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 no. It's it's not. It's, I'm just saying. You know, with all the glitz and glam from like a New York City or a Chicago, and then yeah, yeah Springfield. <laughs> You're going to be in Key West just the weekend before, and then you have to come here. Yeah, I mean, I. I got to tell you guys, I'm heading to Des Moines this weekend. So, oh, okay. Uh, all right. Well, that's different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All, all of a sudden, you've, you've, you've balanced yeah, it all you, out you, with Des Moines. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. you've got a, a brand new special out called, uh, called The Salesman. Tell us a little bit about what's going on with that. Well, guys, like most uh, stand-up comedy specials, it's, uh, it's about 40 50% about peanut butter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I... Uh, I sold GIF for 10 years before I got into comedy. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah, which, you know, that's the best peanut butter. I, I, I stand behind it. Yeah. I, our, our, motto, our motto was choosy moms, choose GIF. You know, um, not all moms. You know, <laughs> let, let's say maybe you're a mom who drinks in the afternoon and goes to the <laughs> casino and forgets to pick up her kid from school. If that's the case, by all means, Buy Peter Pan. I mean, that's a better product for you. <laughs> Peter Pan, their mascot was a boy who refused to grow up. Maybe he couldn't grow up because he was malnourished because he was eating that garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Pan can fly because he has hollow bones. There's no... I worked for Procter & Gamble. That was the name of the company. So, were you doing this like door to door or like store to store? Yeah. What were you doing? I don't remember a GIF salesman coming to the house <laughs> when I was a kid. Door to door? No, I wasn't. I wasn't a Girl Scout guy. Good <laughs> time salesman. I wasn't going door to door. When have you had a peanut butter guy come to your door? Well, <laughs> well never. But I'm just saying, if if they're willing to sell like solar panels, and I'd rather have the peanut butter, frankly. No, I, I sold to, like, grocery stores, uh, you know, and, and then, like, you know, they started me on the stores, and I'd sell to, like, the big headquarters and stuff. Like, what, what's up there? Is it Stop and Shop? Is that is that? Is yes, that you Stop and Shop and, uh, and Big Y yes. is the local uh, the local one. I want, I want to hear a sales pitch of how you sold peanut butter to a grocery <laughs> store. You know, I mean, I didn't usually – I just tried to get to know them and stuff. The sales pitch is, like, the techniques never work for me. Yeah. You know, like, my favorite they teach you is the assumptive close. Don't ask the guy if he wants it. You know, just ask him when he wants it. You can trick him. And I'd be like, Bob, this is the, the new uh, Simply Jeff peanut butter. Would you like this delivered on Monday or Friday? <laughs> I, don't, I don't like you, and I don't like your company. I think I'm going to have to get rid of your whole product line. You want me to do that on Monday or Friday? <laughs> yeah. The Pro Procter & Gamble doesn't own Jif anymore. You guys know who owns Jif? No. Smuckers, guys. Smuckers? Uh, Smuckers. Smuckers, you heard it. Smuckers owns peanut butter and jelly. And jelly. Wow. Yeah. If these guys ever get a hold of bread, uh, now, I mean... <laughs> 
The government will step in, I'm pretty sure. That, that's Sherman antitrust, isn't it? You can't I, own a whole sandwich. Yeah, you, you, know, you, you got to do an antitrust uh, you know, union-busting thing for they get to get that uh, going. Yeah, 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 man. So I, <laughs> so I, I was reading that, uh, that you, at one point, were a West Point cadet. Tell me about that. Well, I, yeah, I, I went for one year. I went plebe year. I, I need to be clear about that. You're, you're supposed to go for four. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought so. Yeah. yeah, I was what they called in the Army a quitter. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, I lasted a year, um, and I'm glad I did, but, uh, yeah, it, it wasn't really for me. I think I, I saved a lot of lives by quitting West Point. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But that man, he was that. I don't know if you, they, it's a lot of yelling at you. You get yelled at a lot. <laughs> uh, we used to do this thing where like you have to memorize. You have to memorize a million things. But one of them I still remember was this thing called the days. You, you have to memorize like fifty days. You'd be like Warren, give me the days, sir. The days there are two hundred and thirty days until graduation. There are one hundred and ninety six days until ring weekend. There are 33 days until Army beats the hell out of Navy at Veterans Memorial Stadium in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Pittsburgh, Warren, did you say Pittsburgh? Did they move Veterans Memorial Stadium from Philadelphia to Pittsburgh and not tell anybody, Warren? <laughs> now, like, I kind of still do a version of that. Um, like, I hire this kid. He comes to my house every day, you know, in the morning. I'm like, hey, Josh, give me the days. Sir, there are 11 days until the Chipotle coupon on your kitchen counter expires. <laughs> Did you forget the rest, Josh? No, sir. That's the only thing going on in your life, really. <laughs> <laughs> Use the coupon. Did you graduate magna cum AWOL? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I, honorable discharge, guys. Oh, I, got yeah. the paperwork. Oh, okay. I, can, I can bring it up there in May. I got, I got the paperwork. All right, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, mean, the, I would think of the difference between, like, you know, West Point, where you say everyone's yelling at you, and, uh, like, a traditional four-year college like, like I went to is, like, the only one who was yelling was me at people that weren't there because I was too drunk to actually absorb anything that was yeah, being yeah. directed to me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Those it, were it good was, days. Yeah, I transferred to uh, University of Missouri. Significantly less disciplined. I bet. I bet. <laughs> yeah, Greg yeah. Warren is going to be at uh, at the MGM, the Roar Comedy Club, on the 19th and 20th of May. Also, check out The Salesman on uh, on YouTube. Greg, thanks for uh, for joining us today. We had a lot of fun. Hey, great talking to you guys. Hey, bring me a T-shirt from Key West before you come here. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, yeah, something about, uh, I don't know, about boobs or uh, yeah, yeah, perfect. alcohol, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Right, Thanks, man. Thanks, Greg. It's uh, 8.58 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. <laughs>